So over my 10 plus years in business now, I've never been one to shy away from controversy or I've never been afraid to say what I feel like the truth is. Or if it's right in front of me or it's right, it's something that's glaringly obvious, I'm happy to point it out, even if it pisses people off, even if it ruffles feathers in a way, or it's things that people don't really want to hear. A while back, I wrote an article how to be, it was called How to Be Smart in a World of Dumb Yoga Teachers. And as I was growing my following, I ran ads to that specific article. And that one article generated, you would think, so many, so much controversy and the way people would respond to it, the, what, what they would write on the comments and how they would, they would be angry. They would get, yoga teachers would get angry and people would get angry. And there was also a, a lot of people who agreed, right? There was also a lot of people who agreed with that statement and were like, yeah, yoga teachers have to be better. They can't just do, they can't just do 200 hours of training and expect to, you know, know everything there is to know about yoga teachers. So I kept doing it. I kept doing it and I realized that the angrier people get about a statement you make or something you say, the more likely it is to be true. The more likely it is to be true because only someone, only someone that is defensive about something would want to lash out or would want to make sure their voice was heard. And I found that to be an epiphany in my business. I'm probably, I would say that I'm more interested. I'm, I should say I'm equally as interested in the business side as I am the actual teaching side. That's one of the reasons why I've been able to grow my business is because I study business as much as I study my craft, because I realize that both of those two are important. But my point being is that I had an epiphany. I realized that the things that are most valuable to people are ultimately the things that people have a reaction to. People get angry. People get upset. If it's not strong enough to elicit an emotional reaction from any group of people, it's also not strong enough. It's also not something that's worth turning into a product. It's not something that's worth building a business around. It's not worth, it's not worth spending time on it because if there's no if there's no if people aren't if there's no attention on something i should say nothing ever grows and if there's no controversy or you don't make a statement that's strong enough for people to actually get upset or get angry about it's also not worth it right because you have to polarize you have to be polarizing in the way you say things and that's attention is the attention is the currency of the internet and it's one of the things that i that i teach my business students, how do you get noticed in see a sea of millions and millions of people going online? Yoga teachers, especially like you can't be afraid to make your statement. And so I will always tell them for any kind of marketing, for any kind of message or for any kind of advertising that you're trying to get out there, you have to imagine that you've got a megaphone and there's a hundred people sitting on the fence. And once you finish saying what you want to say what your message is, what your truth is, what whatever that is you want to say. 
by the end of it, those 100 people on the fence should be off of it. And it doesn't matter what side of the fence they go on. It's either one side or the other. They could love what you say or they could hate what you could say, but that's irrelevant because business is all about getting people to take action. They may like you. They may not like you. And saying, I don't like you, saying, I disagree, getting angry, that's also an action. And that's how you've got a business that's growing. Are you getting people to take action? The direction that they move in doesn't matter. And I found over the years too that I enjoy teaching. I, I enjoy, I genuinely enjoy educating people, but educating them to, so that they actually use it. Not just to give more theory and not just to give more fluff, which there's tons of that now on, on the internet, but to actually get people to take action. I like to change people's lives, which is why I don't like just selling online courses. I like coaching people. I like giving them education combined with direction. And most importantly, I like educating people in a way which they haven't been educated before. Like I, I enjoy teaching things that are outside of the box, or I like to teach things from a different perspective. And that's something I really enjoy doing. But in order to find my audience, something really interesting I found, like I've been, I sent out this, I sent out this survey to build a new functional anatomy project and I'm doing research on it to figure out the best way to go about it and to find the things that people truly want. But as I've been going back, I find that I do put a lot of educational content out there. I find that a lot of people are drawn to me and they follow me for my opinion on things. I think over the years as you evolve in business and now that I've built up a bigger following, I think when you start and your audience is smaller, you don't have, you don't really have a voice and nobody really pay you're nobody really pays attention to what you have to say too much, nor do they value it. But after you put out enough good content, you've educated, people get to know your message. People get to understand what it is you stand for and how you can teach people and how you can actually help them. They start to pay attention to your opinion. You're like, your opinion starts to matter. And so over the years, I found, especially in growing and bringing new people into my world, I'm more like an opinionist, right? Like I can say something, I can have a take on something, people can disagree with it, people can love what I say. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. As long as if I'm saying something, it's strong enough to either be loved or for people to disagree with or for people to hate me. I don't really care which one, but that's ultimately the goal of business. And one of my first business mentors actually taught me this. He's like, you got to learn to be more controversial. You got to learn to ruffle people's feathers a little bit more. And you have to learn to say things in a way which is polarizing because polarizing messages is what creates fans. Polarizing messages is what creates buyers and people raving to buy products. So that's always stuck in the back of my head. I can be, and, and I try not to do this, is I can be a very logical, cut and dry kind of person. But yeah, people like to be entertained as much as they like to be educated. And, I, and even more so today, I find people on the internet prefer entertainment. Can they be entertained? Now, the reason I'm the reason I'm bringing all of this up is because reading through all of these surveys, and again, if you haven't 
if you haven't listened to the last episode or you aren't on my email list, you can go to my email list at www.theawesomeacademy.com. I don't really, I don't rarely, I rarely, I don't rarely, I should say, I rarely build new products. But when I do, I like to be sure they're researched. And I like to be sure it's something that people actually want. And and what's great about this is people have asked me to build a product around functional anatomy for years. And one of the things I've always, one of the things I've always said no to it is because my stance has been, if there is no specific outcome that people want, there is not really a reason to buy because people don't buy products. They buy outcomes. They want outcomes and they want things that will genuinely make their life better. Like I said in the last episode, learning learning the way learning like names of muscles learning the all the latin terms yeah that's nice to know but that doesn't matter but that really doesn't matter and for some reason that seems to be like a very yoga industry related things where yoga teachers like to use big words and they like to use like the complex latin the the complex like latin term for everything because yeah it makes them they they want to sound smart right it makes them sound smart but when you're in the business of teaching you are not in the business of speaking in a way which people don't understand. You're in a way, you're in the business of speaking in a way people do understand you. So you're trying to connect with them, right? And the way you connect with someone or a group or people is the way you say things. That's, it's funny because going through surveys, like yoga teachers have this, they really have this, it's like this air of arrogance, which is if I teach or if I am in front of people, I want to make sure that I know all these big words. I want to use all these big words. I want to be able to demonstrate how smart I actually am. And I, it's funny. And I, I bring this up because that's exactly what people don't need. That's exactly, that's exactly what students don't need in that they aren't trying to you're not going there to impress your students, right? You're not showing up and teaching a yoga class to impress your students. You're showing up to transfer some knowledge to them. And ironically, the bigger your vocabulary and the smarter you get, the harder it is to connect to those said students. I find it funny that there's there's still people out there, yoga teachers in specifically, that are so hell-bent on wanting to learn those things. Like they feel like that is valuable. And for me, that's not something I'm, that's not something I'm ever interested in doing. That's not anything I've ever been interested in because these are things where if you want to know the name, you can look it up. You can look it up. You can learn the name, but what you should be in the business of doing is transferring your speaking in a way, which helps to transfer knowledge to someone else. So that side of anatomy is not it is something that's not very beneficial. In fact, I wish that thought would die. I wish that that, I wish that mindset of, Hey, as long as I know all the Latin names and as long as I know all of the fancy terms, then I'm going to be a great yoga teacher because that doesn't make you a great yoga teacher. That just makes it harder for you to connect to your students. And I take a lot of classes as a student. I like to go in. I always like to get a feel for the pulse of what's going on with the yoga industry. And I find that's one thing that's never changed. And, and 
a lot of the time, it's the newer the teacher, the bigger words they use because it's if they're trying to prove something to somebody. Now, so that's what I'm really against, right? Like that is just something where, okay, you go to school, you can go to school, you can take anatomy classes, which, you know, which I've done, by the way, I've taken, I've taken college anatomy classes and college kinesiology classes. Those classes are some of the least useful classes in the long run, because everything that you're learning is basically in a textbook. But where you get the, where the real knowledge comes from in things is action. It's actually acting. It's doing things and learning like experience. There's no substitute for experience. And that's where anatomy becomes really valuable in that the more you start to experience firsthand the way the body works and the more that you start to understand the connections between what's going on, the more you can relay, relay that more naturally to your students, the more that you can naturally go and you can say, look, I can see the way somebody's moving based on the way somebody's moving. These are the deficiencies that they have in their body. And there's an empowering side to it when you understand the way the body works and the way the body moves, not just the names, the fancy names, but the empowering part of understanding anatomy is when you can actually use it to heal your body, when you can use it to better your life. You can use it to prevent injuries. You can use it to see faulty movement patterns in people. You can use it to build yourself stronger, build your clients, build your students stronger. You can use it to identify weak spots in yourself. It's all around, it's all around a very beneficial thing when you start to learn those connections, right? Of the way those pieces put together. And then it becomes, things become a lot less muddy, so to speak. Because if you've ever had a back injury or something and you've ever tried going to the doctor or and then you've tried physical therapy and then you've tried all these other, you've gone to the chiropractor, you've gone through all these things and they're all very quick to point out the fact that, yeah, you've got a back injury, but they, none of them ever fully address the reason why your back was injured to begin with. I'm just assuming that this is, I'm just assuming that this is not like an injury that you sustain from sports or being active, just, you know, chronic pain that's built up over the years, right? The industry, the healing industry is very reactive. It's less proactive and is very reactive because typically being reactive is where the money's at, which is you've got a back pain, you've got a back discomfort. I don't know if it's in your spine, if it's in your muscle, if it's in your nerves or where it is, but we can treat it. Like we can treat you. But if you never truly understand where it comes from, or what's causing it, then you're going to be on that same hamster wheel. You will be on that same chronic pain hamster wheel, which is, I'm always injured. I don't know why I'm always in pain. That's where anatomy is really valuable. So last year I spent a month in Argentina and we went hiking through Patagonia. We actually went as all the way South. We went as far South in Argentina as you can go. In fact, we were looking out at the very tip. It's a town called Ushuaia. And we were looking out at the very tip of Antarctica. Like we were that close. Like we were, we were 
all the way south and looking across, it's actually really fascinating. One of the things like Antarctica gets very cold, by the way, even in the summertime, we were, we were there like in a transitory period. We were there like in the spring as it was transitioning from winter to summer. And even then we were so close to Antarctica that it was like every 10 miles south you go from the port in Ushuaia down to Antarctica, the temperature drops like another 10 degrees. So every mile you go, the temperature drops another degree. And then by the time you get to Antarctica, it's like minus, minus 50 degrees or minus 60 degrees. And that's Fahrenheit, not Celsius. So that's really cold. Now, my point being is that my point being is I was lifting a suitcase and I was really annoyed with myself because Sometimes injuries happen when you're paying attention the least. We had a, it was like a, we had a 1 a.m. flight and it was from Buenos Aires down to, all the way down to Ushuaia. So I'm exhausted in the morning. We get there, it's 4.30 in the morning or something. And I, I like haphazardly, there's a reason why I'm telling you this whole story, is I like haphazardly from the side reach over with my arm to grab suitcase off the belt. We're collecting our luggage. And the second I did it, the second I did it, I knew that it clicked in my head immediately that I did not lift that suitcase in an anatomically correct way whatsoever. And I just injured my shoulder lifting that suitcase. And I knew it immediately. And it bothered me to an extent because the biggest battle, the the biggest battle that you face against yourself and your body is awareness. It's the more aware you are, the less likely you are to be injured. In fact, injuries typically happen when you have lapses in awareness or you check out, which is exactly what I did. Now, long story short, I I don't need, luckily I've seen enough shoulder injuries and I've worked with enough people to really understand what's going on with the shoulder and including myself. So I don't need a million different opinions on what's wrong with my shoulder. I can diagnose it already by Just certain movements, right? You can move your arm in different ways and different ranges of motion. You can see what works and what doesn't. So that's, that's a very, that's a very physical therapy kind of thing, which is a version of it where you're looking and moving your body in different ways to understand. But anyway, long story short, it's that it's not that injuries are never going to happen, even if you understand the way the body works, but it's having the confidence to truly understand and get to the bottom of it so that you can heal things. And that's where, that's where the functionality really comes from, which is, yeah, when you understand your anatomy, you can build strength. You can overcome a lot of weaknesses in your body, but you can really confidently heal injuries, right? You can heal them and you can go and you can say to yourself, now I understand this, I understand how this is affecting my body and I understand what it is because of what goes on. But now I also understand like other things, right? Like anatomy isn't just about like functional anatomy also isn't just about, Hey, how does this muscle move? What does it do? And what plane does it operate in? It's also what kind of neurological patterns do my muscle, does my brain create as a result of my muscles moving? And that's where you can really go down and you can learn a lot is to say movement patterns, right? And that's one of the things we do in body breakthrough with people learning press handstands is we, when we're coaching them, we just, we simply look at how they move and the movement patterns that they currently have. And 
The reason the movement patterns are important is because they reveal to they they reveal to you where the deficiencies are in the body. And when you start to see movement related to deficiencies in the muscle, that's about as functional as you can get in terms of anatomy, which is if I can ID if I can ID my weaknesses based on the movement gives clues, the movement gives clues to help ID the weaknesses in your body. That's the fastest way to change. And that's always been my approach to that's why me personally, me personally, I've always seen anatomy valuable is because my background is in engineering. So I like to look at things. I, I like to go back and I, I like to look at the body more so through the lens of an engineer and understand almost reverse engineer the way the body works so you can understand. And that's always yielded the best results, right? There's never been, whenever people say it's funny, like when it comes to press handstands or any of the lifts, yeah, people want to learn how to do them and it's fun to do them. But whenever someone said, give me a series of drills to help do it, or give me a series of exercises that I should, that, you know, that I can try, it's, they never really been that great. And case in point, like you can go on YouTube and you can look up drills and things and whatnot. And they're all over, they're all over the internet and all it, it's all over the internet. And the reality is, is if those things would have worked for somebody, they would have found them and they would have worked already, but they don't. What do you do? That means actually learning the way your body works and everyone is different. That's why taking the time to understand your body is so important. And going back and you can look and you can say, yeah, and, and this applies to everybody, not just yoga teachers. I'll address yoga teachers here first, even though I've got all, you know, I've got all sorts of different people now who listen to this podcast. But at, as a yoga teacher, like your goal is to not learn poses. It's not learn names. It's not learn Latin. It's not learn any of these things. It's to learn bodies. It's to learn the way your body works and to learn the way other people's bodies works through the lens of function and movement patterns. When you get those two things, you get the body. You start to get the way they work. So I think that's the important thing, like going through, it's funny, I, I love reading. I, it's like one of my favorite things to do is just reading people's opinions and reading what they say about things and how they view things. Because oftentimes my viewpoint is not the same as other people's viewpoints. And you start to see there is a whole lot of other, there, there, there is a whole lot of other viewpoints out there, right? There is a whole lot of other ways people see things based off of their own experience. And the one thing I do know, the one thing where I do see that is extremely valuable is people who have been in pain, people who've had any sorts of any kind of chronic pain or injuries. And it's been, it's perplexing to them. Like they haven't been able to solve it for years. That's where the traditional system is not going to fix it. The traditional system is not going to help with your pain because the reality is again, same thing. If the traditional system worked, it would have worked for you already, right? It's not like you're going to magically come up with some solution. At that point, what you're doing is saying to yourself, I am going to, I need to commit to learning the way my body works. And that's valuable, right? That's where when you truly understand the way your body works inside out, 
that's when you can start to create a massive amount of change and you can become empowered by having that knowledge. Yeah, I think it's interesting, right? I think it's interesting to read through people's opinions, read what they have to say. I find it, I find it so fascinating, but it also helps to, it's how you create good products is you get to a point where you can really see other opinions and you can learn to decipher through what's valuable and what's not and create things that people actually want. So I'm just looking at the time and I don't like to, I, I don't like these things to go any longer than 30 minutes and I'm getting really close to that mark. So I'm going to leave it off there. This was valuable or you learned something, tag me in a story on Instagram, share it, let me know what you learned, how you applied it. And again, if you do find this podcast valuable, if you're learning something from it, Share it. Take some time to share it with someone else who you think could benefit from it and take some time to leave a review. The reviews are very helpful for growing this podcast I, more than ever. The algorithm is even more skewed towards reviews these days. So if you could take some time to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple, Google, or Spotify, anywhere else, helps to grow the show. So that's all I've got for you on today's show. Have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.